0: Yo, BJ Godur with the Weekly BJ Podcast. I have a special guest today, my better half, Naomi Nazario. Is it Naomi Nazario Godur? I don't even know if you take my last name at all. Ah,
1: it's flexible.
0: The dog takes your last name. I get these vet mailings. I can... Look, she can have whatever name she wants, but I refuse to let our dogs have your last name.
1: Well, then you take them to the vet. That's what happens. Really? As for my name. And then they, I give them the dog's first name.
0: Who feeds them, cleans up and picks up their poop, you walks them. You're a good them. dog dad. Thank but
1: you. I take them to the vet and what happens is they say, what's your name? And I give them my name and then they say, what's the dog's name? And you give them the dog's first name. So they automatically apply my last name to so the dogs.
0: What sounds better, Kong Nazario or Kong Gador?
1: I think probably I, I'll give it Kong Godur. There you
0: go. It's more, <clears throat> Sweetie Nazario probably sounds better.
1: Oh, I'll Sweetie g- Gador probably. is g- just is like... Less syllables, right? Godur, Nazari. Yeah, there's just less syllables.
0: And it's really Nasario. Nasario. Okay, good. But That's I good.
1: don't even say it like
0: that. Make it authentic. She's... Because
1: uh, it feels weird to just like bust out in an accent. You
0: know? One of my great career accomplishments is I married a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. So I always <laughs> mention that whenever I can. So we, we're, she's on today. Uh, We've got to keep it to an hour because she's very expensive. What's it, <laughs> a thousand an hour now? Your rates have really climbed over the years.
1: You'll, my, you'll heal from my agent.
0: But we get a lot of questions over the years, especially Naomi was really like, I hope you know this. Naomi's been behind anything I've done successfully in my career. And I, I truly mean that. Like she has been behind the scenes and implemented or done the leg work. Like I only do the leg work in the gym. Naomi does all the shit that absolutely has to get done for anything that I have to offer to you to be, to be implemented. So you should thank her.
1: You do, and- you do literal leg work. Yeah, the
0: I got nothing left after these fucking Bulgarian split squats. I mean, two to three minute sets. You want me to go now and like figure out like what platform to use? So, yeah, Naomi has been behind everything. We we owned a gym together in Milwaukee. She was actually, uh, she did a lot of the training with us too, but then kind of became more behind the scenes logistics. She was known as the D of O, director of operations <laughs> uh, for what we did. And uh, she also it really was uh, the X factor in getting this new fashion line launch thank you so much for all you that supported the Man shorts we uh, surpassed our goal lots of cool stuff to come you can get on the mailing list for exclusive deals and the latest launches at sleevessoldseparately.com but one of the questions we've gotten the most over the years is like what's it like to be married to me but you know specifically but in general like how do you navigate pursuing fitness and eating well and training in a marriage dating uh, especially when there may not be the same level of interest in both or different passions for those types of things and how it could affect a relationship. And we're going to talk about that today, at least through our experience. Hopefully you get some insights. This should be a fun one because, you know, especially like a lot has changed in the last year. We're going to get to that, but I would argue that, and I'm going to, I'll, I'll step in the landmine here. Like most of the disputes or, you know, ongoing nuisances in our relationship Were probably related to just how much of a freak I was Especially in my 20s It got better in my 30s And I I, I don't like to give myself too much credit But really the last year I think I've changed dramatically as an individual Anybody who pretty much knows me can, can attest to that But I, I put so much on you Of what I was doing You didn't sign up for that You signed up for, you know We'll talk about how we met and everything else But uh, if you are... The more fitness nut in the relationship. Hopefully, you can learn from all my mistakes, and and ultimately, I I apologize. I I I oh, I, I have I have to you.
1: <laughs> I was saying this is a therapy session. No, but like you
0: know, it is. It's uh, and and we'll get through some stupid stories and stuff. That like I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm honestly I'm embarrassed at, you know, I was dealing with a lot of my own issues with food and you know trying to accomplish stuff in my career and. It's very easy uh, when everybody else asks you for help to then, like, what, what, do I, what do I hate the most in life? Unsolicited advice. And ultimately, what You're I was either. doing is giving you a lot of unsolicited advice because I care about you more than anybody else in the world. But in reality, that was the worst thing I could have done. We're going to get into that. So I want to let you speak. Um, they hear my ugly voice all the time. So I guess we can start Well, how, how, how we met. You want to touch on that? And then, then let them know what it's like to be married to... Uh, sophisticated meathead like me
1: well I'll keep the how we met short I don't think it's no that, it's, it's yeah just yeah, it's brief. not that interesting we we went to college together so we lived in the same dorm freshman year I lived on the fourth floor he lived on the first floor and I was friends with his neighbor and um we were only f- we were friends for the first year and then sophomore year we came back and then things escalated So that's the short of it. We were we were rivals. Yeah, (laughs) I would say we were like friendly rivals until this point. We still are. I mean, that's what's funny. It's like you know, BJ apologizes and everything, but also like I can hold my own, and I think BJ, you know, like no one can like tell me what to do.
0: You carry you still carry a knife to this day, (laughs) back pocket. Please
1: don't make people. I don't need the cops showing up at the door. But yeah, like I mean. No one's going to tell me, like, what to do or how Mm-mm. to live my life. So...
0: No. Let me, I mean, here, you want, <laughs> let me give you a quick tip. If you want to, like, be Naomi's friend, do not tell her anything about herself or what to do.
1: That's... Well, I'm, I'm open to feedback about myself. That's different than being told, you know. Anyways. Yeah. The point being, we... We're, for, were formidable foes, I guess you can say, but friends sure. at the same time. Rivals.
0: Keep your enemies the closest. Yes, right.
1: there we go. So, um... And we've been together ever since. So since... Since
0: 2002.
1: Yeah. So since I was 19 and you were 20, right? Because you're like a year older than me. I am. Um, like exactly.
0: And now I'm going to be 37 next month.
1: And there, and for one month, because you're September and I'm October, I'm two years on paper younger than yes. you. Yes. Which is nice. With
0: still the brain of a five-year-old, but...
1: Who, me or you? Me, me.
0: Okay. <laughs> Large head, small brain. Um,
1: so that's that. Um... I just have I have to share this funny anecdote because I told Ring I put it. you on blast, which this is, is your right, oppor- right This is before- your
0: opportunity. This is like it's uh, Festivus. Open
1: season on BJ. No, it literally just happened, which was really funny. It's just one of those things like when when someone makes like a slip that they don't mean. But he was like, "Well, we're gonna do the, out- the podcast, so we should make an outline." And and oh no, it was looking for titles. He's like, "It's so hard to find a title that will fit when you when it comes up on the podcatcher because it cuts everything off." So then I was like, "Well, what about fit couples?" And he goes, "Well, but." but only one of us is fit or something like that. Like you said something like that. And I was like, Oh, only one of us is yeah. fit. Okay. Fuck, that's I, cool. I
0: walked right into that one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> And you know what i meant like cuz I
1: know what you meant. But, it was just hilarious. It's like when someone says something you're like, "Oh, so you're calling me fat now, you know, like that." But i just thought it was funny because I'm talking
0: about like the two people that have like zero body fat who just look tired and exhausted that work out together and carry tupperware and you know what i mean like the well, social yes, media couples. No, of course. Couples.
1: I mean, i'm i'm the first one to admit i'm not like shredded by any means like well, and i'm totally I. i'm totally okay with that. Oh, yes, BJ, you're just you're so fluffy. But the point is, I, I'm being sarcastic. You've got like ten abs, but um I know what you meant, but it was just really funny because it was just one of those things where you're like, Oh, this is a perfect point this is the perfect time to just jump in and go, Oh, so I'm not fit or whatever. But um
0: But also, I mean, I should tell I, I don't like I mean you know, I think a lot of uh people will think that someone who's fit look, I, I, I have seen I have seen all types of women look attractive, all body types. It really like it. Women are amazing. I'm, I'm a huge yeah, fan. I know you're a huge fan. Yeah, huge fan <laughs> of women. Uh, I've seen all body types work, but I, personally, I like a, a thicker look. Um, some people like a more shredded, lean look. So it's not even that's not even my. I think you look amazing. So well, thank you. I that's what I'm trying that. to say. Like I sure hope so. Yeah, I mean it's so, but a lot of people assume that you know to date a fit person, you have oh, to be yeah, like that, shredded. No, that like, the other
1: person both want. No, and no, that's what's but, also funny. I've seen all the time like. Um, Pete, like a celeb's dating someone who might on paper not look like they match up to that person and some people will make comments and it's like well you have no idea what that person is into to them that that could be like the most attractive person on earth right or there's you know god forbid people like someone because of other attributes yes that aren't physical that
0: I, I would prefer the woman i date mary not be leaner than me <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of what i guess that's what i'm saying like
1: yeah too much competition. Yes. But um,
0: and you you would rather be prettier and wear better clothes? I think you know probably would you would you assume no? Uh,
1: yeah, I guess I'd rather be prettier than you. Sure, that's a hey, that's a tough one. I have to say, a tough one. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I went off on a tangent, but I just I, I promised that I would call you out on that that comment about one of us only one of us is fit or something like that. I thought it was just really funny. Well,
0: that could have been a fight. Long ago.
1: Yeah, now I think maybe. we're more comfortable
0: like making the jokes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not that. I don't think I've ever been that touchy about stuff, but um, yeah. So I guess. Well, we what's can it talk like?
0: About- what's it like to? And it's changed, but you know, because you you had mentioned one point that I we wanted to really get out is that people assume, and we have people say this or make comments. Oh, you're so lucky! I would if I had a trainer. If I was married to a trainer, I was dating a trainer. I'd be in incredible shape. I'd love that.
1: Yeah. And um- in a reality. Yeah, and I think we well you want to talk a bit about how things are, are in our twenties versus our thirties. And I think a lot of to answer, oh, what's it like to be married to BJ, well, that's a long span, things change over time. But there there is that sentiment that people always say, Oh yeah, sure, I'd be I'd have a six pack if I was married to a trainer or if I had twenty four seven access, da 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 and I just think it's hilarious because the last thing on earth you would want on paper is to to be in a relationship with someone that you have to be accountable to that's essentially like your boss but for your lifestyle right so like you know marrying someone who's going to tell you what to eat how to eat when to work out maybe there's a day you just don't feel like getting off your ass you just feel like shit and you want to take the day off and maybe it's cute occasionally for someone to push you off the couch but there's days where you just really are like eff it and the last person you need on earth to be up your ass about it is the person you're with, right? They're supposed to be like your refuge, right? So um, I just think it's really funny because everyone, it's like, be careful what you wish for. Everyone thinks that that's what they want. It's like, no, I I, I didn't marry BJ for his fitness advice. <laughs> like that's yeah. not what, you know, it, it's for other things. So, you know, and people also assume like we always work out together or, um, and there have been phases where we, we've done, Maybe a few months at a time where we worked out together, but usually we ended up retreating back to our own things because at the end of the day, we're two different individual people. We like to eat different things. We find different things enjoyable. We have different pain tolerances, quite frankly, like some of these lower body workouts, like his calves, calves workouts. I no, like, no, thank you. I if hate you've it, ever heard
0: shit. coyotes scream in the night. That's what it sounds like when I train yeah. my calves and my legs in general. And so, the
1: irony too is that I hate working on my calves because I want to wear boots and naturally my calves are like, they're very responsive. Great so. fuck,
0: can I tell you some great fucking calves in this woman? <laughs> I could fucking do calf raises till I'm 90 every single day for an hour and they still would not look like hers. So uh, genetics matter. Apparently. Genetics matter. And
1: that's the point. Like I, I the last thing on earth I want to do is grow my calves because then I won't be able to fit in half of my boots. Granted, I also have arms that are like a twelve-year-old's, and BJ's got these guns. You know, there's we all want what the other person. I mean, I don't want BJ's exact guns. That would Thank be freakish. God, please don't.
0: <laughs> please don't.
1: But the point being that your individual goals aren't necessarily the goals of the other person, right? So that doesn't mean you shouldn't partake in things together, but one shouldn't feel obligated or pressure the other one into that stuff. So I think that's a big uh, assumption. It's just like, oh, I'd love to be married to a trainer. And it's like, if you don't already have it in you to want to train all the time, what makes you think it's going to be pleasurable to live with someone who's going to force that on you, right? You should already have some sort of intrinsic motivation and they can be your partner in in a lot of that. But you don't want to have a boss at work and then come home to a boss, another boss, right? So I think that people like to assume that, you know, there's these like this particular set of circumstances that is ideal. And really it always, the buck is always going to stop with you.
0: you. You've, I got, I got to unpack some key points you just made. First of all, you got hit with the double whammy of not only dating a fitness trainer, whatever you want to call us, but we did, we did a fitness business together too, yeah. So it's a double whammy. Like, so I think people listening, we have people listening entrepreneurs, trainers, or just people interested in fitness. They consume it, they do it, whatever. But we can speak from both perspectives. And I think what Naomi really pinpointed is that, you know, there, you have to really consider your eating and exercise personality and how it differs from the person you're with. And ours could not be more different. Like, it, that, that's like, that's the biggest thing. Like, I, I am super intense, rigid, and structured. You are not.
1: I'm the complete Complete opposite. Doing anything rigid actually puts me into a horrible tailspin. It actually backfires. You get depressed. I get depressed. It'll put me into like potential binging. Uh, I eat when I'm hungry and I don't eat when I'm not hungry. Like that's my personality. You can't make me eat when I'm not hungry and um, vice versa. If I'm starving telling me not to eat is only going to make me like mentally crazy.
0: Like you, you are the definition of
1: particularly also what not to eat. So like, if you're like, Oh, you can't have this type of food when you're hungry, you can only have this particular thing or this. Per- that's just going to totally mess me up. And it's just going to eventually I'll cave. And it's just, it's just a, you know, it's, it becomes very disordered. I've had issues with that long, long ago, but, uh, you know, like, semi-disordered eating nothing that ever got dangerous out of hand because quite frankly i like food too much <laughs> to ever go yeah. so hard for so isn't long isn't that what's
0: amazing like one of the things that unites us the most yeah we have a very similar sense of humor we like a lot of things but we love to eat yeah so unfortunately because i got into this career and i've had to basically my entire fitness career has been about managing my love for food and in doing so i've wrongfully in a lot of ways, especially when we were younger, I've tried to manage what you eat at the same time, instead of allowing you to do what you want to do. And I think for you, what you've touched on is, is critical. Like any sort of restrictions for you, cause you're, a- you're able to have like a chip or a slice of bread Yeah, because you're flexible and you can find the right amounts where like, I, I must be a cat because <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've died. Like I've said things, but it, what, what really the number of times that I haven't said something, when I see you eat something that isn't approved, Right? Or is it like it's not Friday or the weekend? Like I die inside. So occasionally it's, it would slip because, like, I just can't hold this in. I have nobody to talk to.
1: Well, I think the popcorn, this is a good time for the popcorn. Yeah, this is, story. share that story. So we had an older podcast and we told it. So some of you might be familiar with the popcorn story, but it's a good example, somewhat lighthearted, but, it, but it's also a good illustration of what BG's talking about, which is I went through this like popcorn phase. Like, i not have popcorn for a long time and I like rediscovered popcorn. And there would be days, quite frankly, where I would just say I'm having popcorn for lunch. Like, I just wasn't very hungry. I'm just going to have some popcorn for lunch. So, first of all, BJ's, like, you know, Kill Bill. Did, did you
0: say it was a Tuesday? Because that's important. Well,
1: that's coming up. Okay. But you know the Kill Bill, like the sirens, like, doo, doo, from Kill Bill. I know that's going off in his head because there's no protein in that meal.
0: I'm about to get a panic attack. Yeah. Just and so you, know you know what happens it.
1: when you miss protein in one meal? You die. Like, that's that's honestly, like, the flight or flight response that BJ gets if you miss protein in one meal. Um,
0: it's the cornerstone of every good meal. Yeah. They, they, and they I understand. agree.
1: I'm having protein with like 95% <laughs> of, them. not even, probably 99% of my meals. This was like the 1%. And I could just feel, like, I could just feel the energy coming off of his body as I'm eating my popcorn. And of course, he just could. This was the day that he broke and he had to say something. And it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. That's what really took him over the edge that I was having popcorn on a Tuesday afternoon because it's just like, it's a Tuesday. So like, we,
0: and can I touch on that too? Yeah. Because, like, the best time of the week is Tuesday at noon, depending on where you live, right? But mm. because you are now closer to, fr- to this Friday than you are to last Friday. It signifies, okay, like,
1: yeah, people think Wednesday, Wednesday isn't hump
0: day. No, it's, it's, yeah,
1: I know. it's Tuesday I know at noon. So
0: <laughs> I'm in there doing work and like all of a sudden it smells like a fucking movie theater in yes. here. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do work right now. And then she's like, look, uh, <laughs> you can do it like on a Wednesday, a Thursday, but like you're doing this to me on a Tuesday and uh, I mean, yeah, I, I and lost it. So the best it.
1: part is, we're we're ban- like we're bickering at each other, but the whole time I'm eating popcorn while he's bickering at me about the In my face, popcorn. right?
0: She's just like, you know, she's taking a kernel at a time and just throwing it in her mouth, and I'm like, and I, I just I'm can't, just can't believe And I'm arguing
1: the merits of a lunch, a popcorn lunch, and of course he's arguing against the merits of a popcorn lunch. And the entire time, like I said, no one tells me what to do, so I just keep, I'm eating more popcorn than I ever would have eaten just out of pure spite. Yes. And uh-huh. you like,
0: like our dogs. If you boxers in particular, very stubborn. If you push, if you push their heads away, they, they their instinct is to push back. Anytime yeah. you tell them not to do something, they want to do it. Yeah, Naomi. That's uh, why I love bo- boxers. I, I at the same we love like, for you. Yeah,
1: we like we like some pushback. Yeah, we like some sass. Yes. Um, so, anyways, I think that's a good illustration where. He he had bit, He probably had bit his tongue, seeing like 50 other times. I ate popcorn for lunch, and then this was this was the this was the Tuesday yeah. where it hit him
0: on a Tuesday. That's that's that was the yeah, true it's violation. A popcorn
1: on a Tuesday, and people still like to this day will comment popcorn on a Tuesday yes. on posts and stuff like that. I think it resonated with people because people. I think secretly this conversation probably does happen in households with people again with different philosophies on eating or fitness. But people don't like to share it because it's kind of embarrassing. It but is. you know what? We're all human. And he didn't rip the popcorn out of my hand or anything like that. It wasn't like he was forcing. He was giving a strong opinion and I was giving my strong opinion back on how he should mind his own business and, and let me eat my popcorn on a Tuesday and I won't die because I miss protein in one meal. So I think that's a good illustration of some of the pitfalls and also what happens when you marry Eight. I don't want to say my trainer because I never, like, actually ever hired BJ to be my trainer.
0: Yeah, I have not seen <laughs> those, those yeah. checks.
1: But a trainer. You know, everyone, again, everyone wants to be married to a trainer until you have popcorn on a Tuesday. And suddenly they just have to remind you how the importance of protein and vegetables and blah, blah, blah.
0: And then also just the the complete change in one's lifestyle. There were some fucking summers in our mid-20s where because I was eating, like, 800 calories or less a day.
1: Oh, yeah, the barely body surviving.
0: Doesn't... We couldn't even. We couldn't even go places. Yeah. Because I couldn't find the right food, or I was too low in energy. Like you choosing. I guess the big thesis of this podcast is don't marry someone in fitness. No. <laughs> that's but not... but re- be very careful because if they're like obviously I I have had it was an eating disorder. I, I was dealing with a lot like body image issues. All I've I've dealt with it all. Like I think that's the perspective I can give. To people on this podcast is I think I think I was put on this planet to make all the mistakes I've done it all all the mistakes in training diet lifestyle to hopefully give you that glimpse and and allow you to like if you are in the vortex of your own bullshit right now you can snap out of it because I'm I'm literally sharing probably what some of you are doing right now like we went to Mary J Blige concert and I was such I was miserable and I had to leave in the middle of it to go eat chicken and broccoli and Tupperware outside of the car in the trunk. I couldn't just make it through a concert, you know, and uh, you had to put up with that. Like, can, I, I can only imagine, like, you had to watch some of it alone and, you know, this is the shit, like, we, we, and it's so sad, like, I put all my bullshit on you um, and there were, and it wasn't necessary. And like, at the end of the day, like, it was popcorn. It's literally corn popped.
1: That's what, that was part of my argument. Yeah, popcorn corn is popped. just corn. Like, I know corn is big, bad, whatever, industry-wise, but I'm not talking about corn syrup that's snuck into your food. It's just maize. Okay, it's yeah. heated up maize. That's what I was trying to tell him. I was like, this looks like a lot of food, but if you think about it, it's just really a handful of corn kernels. That's it. That are heated so they expand, you know? I was trying to give him some perspective and some flex, you know, some ideas of flexibility. Um, because for me personally, there's the amount of suffering it takes for me personally to be X amount thinner or X amount leaner is not worth it. You know, I did the saying. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. That's a it, lot. That is such bullshit. That's a lot. Unless, Unless you are naturally yes. skinny, then because then you can eat whatever the hell you Unless want. Unless
0: you're a unicorn, absolutely. And
1: then it doesn't really matter. It's an irrelevant point. But I don't subscribe to that philosophy. But on the other hand, I don't like feeling bloated and weighed down, and and I like generally good food. I don't like to feel like crap either. Like if I go, if I were to eat whatever the hell I wanted every time, that gets old very fast. So. And I think most people fall into that. Obviously, there's food addictions, there's issues where some people or, you know, just lack of knowledge. But that's not something we suffer from here. We know good, you know, we know what good eating is generally, right? There are some people out there that don't even know what a carb is. And obviously, they're in a whole different or a protein or anything, you know, and they're in a whole different sphere. But generally, you just need the proper tools and you'll be okay, you know. And, and I think that's the big the big issue. The big thing is that... um and be just talking about, like, people that are really fanatical about fitness or a lot of people that are in the honeymoon phase, they go all in, right? They go, like, all in. And it becomes their entire life when... It's
0: what they talk about when they go out to dinner. It's yes. what they talk about. And it's, it's all they talk about. All
1: their, their you know, they constantly post fit pictures of themselves because they lost an inch or they gained an inch or this, that, and then there's a speech about it. And even when you're, you know, even when it's... There's a big trend now of, like, you know... All these people who were super shredded or, you know, obsessed because like maybe their Instagram accounts just completely revolved around their bodies. And what happens? You get addicted to the attention and soon you're, you're getting, you're dieting harder and, da, 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 and that stuff is untenable. So eventually they crash and they come back on their Instagram and they'll write these long posts now about they're into body how positivity. they yeah well and I'm into body <laughs> yeah, positivity I mean it wasn't, too, but, but like it's they're, just, it's... They're, they're they're now they're in the other swing but they're yep. still obsessed with their bodies right that it's still another version of obsession now where they're constantly thinking about their bodies constantly whether it's a positive or a negative or trying to you know in recovery whatever and and the whole goal is to I think personally where I found balance and a lot of this is now being in my 30s is just not thinking about my body like as a as a as an object where that I have to do things to that I have to look at and in, in, in the mirror and obsess over this spot or that spot da 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 versus just having consistent behaviors um just good habits and then most of it will fall into place. yes, if I wanted to be ten percent less body fat, I would have to obsess with it but Again, personally for me, I realized, oh, that's just not who I am. So why am I trying to force
0: that? Some context, and mm-hmm. I want to touch on something else. Like Naomi, a lot like me, you never got as bad as I was, but you grew up a little bit overweight. Yeah, um, I was a chunkster. You, you you, like would eat the same things as, as your cousins or siblings or friends, yes. and, and you were the one that got just a little bit thicker. Yeah. And they, like, and they were super thin. Like. Yeah.
1: My whole, my whole, uh, I was, I, as you say, I was overweight. I wasn't like morbidly obese, but I'm, I'm also five four, so it doesn't take much. No, you
0: don't. To, you have zero. I have like
1: room. a ten pound wiggle room between looking good, and then oh crap, we need to take a step back. No you more know? popcorn
0: on a Tuesday. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think a lot of people can identify with this. Was like I grew up in a family where like I had cousins that were like couldn't gain a pound, and then me. Or my sister who was super thin and our variation between what we ate wasn't very different and then what really was a kicker is i was a tomboy and yeah, she i did sports and i activities. played sports yeah. i'm super i mean that's the thing like part of uh i like to work out in moderation but part of what's always been i just love movement right like here's a perfect example today my legs were so effing sore from my workout on Monday. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't feel like hitting the gym. I'm just going to go to the ocean and I'm going to swim and bodyboard or whatever for like an hour or whatever, get the, de- the you know, the, um, the effects of like decompressing my lower body or whatever. And I'm just going to feel good and I'm going to move, right? Like I've always been into sports and stuff like that. And the, the kicker is that my cousins who were like, couldn't, like they had two left feet and couldn't throw a ball were like. 80 pounds you know what I mean so I think I under I do understand the struggle and I understand what it's like to lose weight and feel that success and feel the addiction of it because that's what happened to me in college was just that I you know eventually you realize either I I had to do something because what happens when you get older you just keep slowly putting on pounds so when I was about 19 or whatever I just kind of like overhauled everything and I lost a bunch of weight.
0: You did Atkins. I did Atkins. Ac- I did what call keto. called keto.
1: Right? And um, it was a great tool to kick me out because remember I, I mentioned people who didn't know what a carb was. That was me. Like I didn't, I literally didn't grow up with any sort of education on food. Right? So I just ate food. I didn't understand the difference between nutritionally between like a candy bar and a rotisserie chicken. I didn't know other than one is like sugary. Um, so what keto allowed me to do is almost like like it's just like a it's like put it click the emergency break. It was it's a an shock and it break. was a reset. Yes. And it allowed me to see that my body can change. Cause up until that point it was constantly like crash I wouldn't even call it crash dieting, it was like instant quitting because nothing would change. Um, but that's not something I could do for a lifetime. So I had to find other things to do and you know, that's kind of been my journey ever since. Um
0: and you know, again, I, I think you, and you were, like, 120 at the time, right? When, when you got, like, when you were super into it. Yeah, and I was 19. And yeah. not even eating, and, and now you're very healthy for your body type.
1: I'm, like, I, I vary between, like, 140-something.
0: I think women need to hear that because, again, like, it's, it's part of it, too, is the female body changes so much from their 20s to 30s. Yes. And, uh, you know, and I, I think there's that pressure. Again, there's always pressure, I think, for a woman to deal with, um, you know the fact that it it just it's going to be harder for you to capture from a body fat percentage yeah What it what it is for a guy and then on top of that you're married to someone who is in fitness who makes a living in a lot of ways because of his body yeah and there's that pressure there's a lot right? of muscle
1: mass we could both you know let's do this special meal plan for the week by the end of the week BJ's already like his pants are falling off and for me maybe nothing has changed right and i think a lot of people know that frustration and, and i think I, I, you know, something that occurred to me, um, I see people ask you a lot about how much do you weigh, BJ? Or what's your height? And you rarely hear women ask that of other women because there's a lot of shame associated with weight. Yeah. Not, not even, it's not body composition. It's just the number on the scale. And, um... I know intellectually we know, oh, you can two people can weigh the same and look completely different based on their composition. But it doesn't matter. There's still the shame associated with like their weight. So
0: Men like are in, men are proud to be over two hundred pounds, women are proud to be like one twenty or yeah, less. Yeah, the the
1: more you diminish your weight, the 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 more proud you are, or whatever. And and the irony is that like um that you know, at 140 or something that a bit of years of, I have never really, I mean, I've taken like hiatuses, but I've always consistently trained since I was 19 at this point. Um, I fit totally different in my clothes than a 140 from like 10 years ago because I have built a foundation. And that's the other thing like that training does for you consistently. You don't always have to be the hardest, you know, trainer or kill it every time, but just showing up regularly, you know, it's not, it's good for your mind. It's good for your body. And there's, you know, the examples of BJ, who's a consistent trainer on, on a super high end of that, right? You see a lot of muscle. You see a lot. But just even for the average person, consistently training just keeps your overall body composition at a much better level compared to, let's say, I, ne- I never worked out.
0: It's now, where... it's, it's, I think what you're getting to, it's now in your, in a, in a lot of ways, it's now in your DNA. It's hardwired into you because you've been so consistent with it that again i think that's the the real goal for all of us Th- there is certainly a an approximate body weight where we're all going to be most comfortable where our brain mm-hmm. is like okay yeah uh, i'm not going to panic either way this is a good place to live now the composition of your body at that weight can be different yeah. and i think the whole point of consistent diet and exercise while having the flexibility to you know live life and do things you love and eat the things you love is that it's, it's a consistency that you can maintain and allows you to be healthy, perform. And, you know, and again, there's a return to your investment in terms of you you can actually have a little more dietary flexibility when you are consistent with your exercise um, over the long haul versus like, I'm just going to do like, I'll let things go. And then January I'll do my shred or I'll do my cleanse or whatever people call it these days. There's, it's just what you do. Like I think for you, what I've noticed is at least two or three times a week, you're going to do something that's a little more intense and the other times it's just going to be kind of on feel. And hopefully you tried at least to get a walk in. And I, I just want to touch on what you said like today, right? So th- this is how, how amazing like our lives have changed and we'll touch on like how particularly in the last year, uh, I, I did an hour of boxing, super intense, <laughs> crushed over a thousand calories. I'm very proud of that. And, uh, <laughs> That you you did you, your hip was bothering you a little bit. You have had a hip issue for the last couple of years, so you're just cognizant of that. And you, you know, you listen to your body and you do what you feel is best. And you went and spent an hour in the ocean, uh, bodyboarding, moving around, having fun. Like now, the old me would have said, "Well, there's no muscle building stimulus."
1: Yeah.
0: Like you're wasting your time. When in reality, you would have done nothing that day had
1: because, you not found yeah. something
0: that was fun that you enjoy. You you're out in the Pacific Ocean, it was dolphins. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're and, and it, the ocean has restorative properties, great for your skin. Like, so many great things happened in there beyond the fact, yeah, you didn't stimulate muscle gain. But you know what? You'll live to see another day. And then we actually had breakfast burritos after each of us worked out. And uh, for me to have a like, and I had on Monday, I had a breakfast burrito as well. We have this food truck that's like right outside where we live, pretty quality ingredients. It's really got all the stuff I need. The tortilla, I probably could go without. But again, what I've come to, and I've, I've finally taught myself this through all of the, the addiction, binging, the deprivation, whatever, that calories are the most important. It's really, as long as I get enough protein at, at a meal and, and the calories are around a certain amount, I have like two meals a day that are about 1,000 calories each. I have a little sweet treat at night uh, that I've touched on before in different episodes. And then I have my morning protein shake and greens. And that puts me probably like to about 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day. And that, that allows me... Especially with my high activity level, to have like five or 6,000 plus calorie days on the weekends and look the way I do. But I don't have to counter-track and years that stuff. Of,
1: you know, training in the yes. bank, years of muscle mass. But and that was the other thing.
0: Could you imagine? You ever thought like no, that I, I would have very, a breakfast burrito on a you. Monday?
1: Yeah. I said on a, in a Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday. In a Wednesday. On a Monday? I said that's you, which I thought was. You um, had half
0: a burrito, I had a full burrito.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, like, so <laughs> we, we want to fucking go into all this science and mumbo jumbo, but reality, like, and this is what I've respected the most about you that I've, that I've learned from you in this journey is that you have such a great sense of moderation. Like, I didn't even understand, like, you know, like, I, I discounted sandwiches. I'm like, what do I need with two slices of bread? <laughs> like, sometimes, bread bread, it better be fucking good. And it better be like Friday or Saturday. But like, then I saw you one time, and you had like, you just put one slice at the bottom and you put meat and whatever on top. And I'm open like. Open
1: face. Open yeah. face sandwich. So half the bread.
0: And I'm like, that can't be enjoyable. And then I tried. It. I'm like, oh, actually this gives me, this, this is a really good fucking idea. It's, it's half the bread.
1: Yeah. But
0: I still get the feel of a sandwich. And uh, I'm like, wow, Naomi, Naomi's actually, she's been the smart one all along. I've been the asshole no. that like. No, I'm just serious. Like, and this is the benefit of, you don't want to, like, the worst thing I could have done is marry me with a vagina. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the whole point is you find, you want someone with a lot of similar interests, similar belief systems, whatever, but th- they hopefully should compliment you and, and elevate you and give you, like, the whole point of this journey is we learn together, right? We can laugh mm-hmm. at these mistakes. So I think that's, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to give relationship advice, but at the same time, I, I know for myself, the worst thing I could have done was married another fitness junkie. Like, again, you know, me with a vagina is a good example. Like, that, that household...
1: Would be very tense. The
0: gains would have been glorious. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> Gains, we had to open up the doors. I mean, yeah. To get more, oh, both shoulder sets through.
0: But it would have smelled terrible because then everybody's having protein gas. <laughs> and uh, we would have, it would have been the most miserable existence. <laughs> the most miserable existence. But uh, so I, I just think it's so funny that, like, th- that alone, like, first I would have given you shit about going to bodyboard instead of training hard and gutting it out. Um, and then I would have, I mean, we would never have enjoyed a quick breakfast burrito. It was 17 bucks total for the both of us, a really affordable meal. And uh, it, it, it's all good. I got the protein. I got the calories. It's good. So it's just so funny to have that, like, that accomplishment. Like, I never thought that would be possible in my life. I never thought that would be possible with you. And it's taken – we're, like, we are 15-plus years into this. So I think a lot of people that are struggling right now just understand it's, it takes time.
1: Well, and I think – uh, again part of it is like when you're starting off your journey say you have a bunch of weight to lose you do have to be more sure structured right but the the point is knowing that you can gradually and you will need to gradually find that balance once you get within your goal range or you hit your goal weight you're going to have to find things that are maintainable or yes. tra- strategies that are maintainable um, because you're you can't go turbo fat loss for the rest of your life so I don't want to pretend like you know, BJ got this body by eating breakfast burritos. He didn't. But he has he had he he knows the adjustments, he knows the calorie ranges, everything because of the trial and error that he's had all these years so that he can now, you know, be more balanced, be more flexible because the goal is flexibility. You can't just be going turbo hard.
0: No. And
1: especially as you get older because frankly, even from my 20s, I my my recovery feels like there, there, needs to be more recovery. I mean, BJ jokes about his long, his long ass warm ups. Um,
0: yeah, sometimes I'm like, it just.
1: Yeah, you just it takes yeah, longer to get like, going. I need thirty and minutes. I feel just fabulous. To... Like I feel I'm 35 and I feel great. But you just, you know, things just take a little longer to kick up, or you know, I'm yeah. sore for a little longer than usual. Absolutely. I got that janky hip that I got to deal with, but um, so you, you know, you can't. You're not always gonna have the same energy levels and things are going to change so you have to constantly have strategies to keep going with that and i and i just wanted to add because bj keeps saying all these things that he learned from me like in you know on the other hand as much as i talk shit about being you know with a trainer or whatever obviously there are there are certain benefits in that i mean everything i know about training is pretty much from bj because when we started dating um i had originally lost all the weight, but that was just from walking and dieting the keto and then I soon realized, you know, I'm like skinny fat, right? That whole saying where I lost a lot of weight, but it wasn't the body. Again, I was so ignorant and naive at the time. You know, you imagine you're going to lose all this weight and you're just going to have all these like muscles that are hiding underneath and you're going to have that like super toned body. And it was like, I mean, I wasn't unhappy with my body, but I realized, oh, I probably need to do things to put muscle on. And I saw that and I had this friend that was playing football and always at the gym and even back and back then he had no idea what he was going to do with his yeah. life, but he was still like, I remember like him teaching me how to split squat and it was like the hardest feeling thing I'd ever done. I gotta I say ever.
0: though, like best fucking squat technique I ever saw at the time. Oh, like, I, I think if I for it, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, squat. So you are, I you are uh, you were an easy, you're very athletic. You're an easy learn. She's, uh, we box together a little bit now. Oh, that's we, fun. We'll, we'll touch, yeah, on, we that, touch but, on that. got to touch on that. Um, um <laughs> it, it is a lot of fun. Actually, I have a funny story to share about that. <laughs> Many funny stories, but, uh, you know, and you, you're like picking it up. Like I'm learning from a pro and you're learning from me. And you're picking these things up faster than I was from a pro, from me, a shitty I, teacher. I have to
1: admit, I'm a very quick study.
0: Yeah, no. You, I'm you, not going to you, lie. You have, you've admitted that before. Yeah, I, must say. I
1: know. I'm not going to mo- pretend. I'm not going no. to put some false modesty on here. Like, you show me something. I from, can do
0: it. We call Naomi in this house the wolf. If you ever watch <laughs> Pulp Fiction, remember when that uh, the guy gets killed and they have to call up that dude named the wolf? He just he just sees the problem solver. He can come and like, get rid of all the bodies, clean everything up, you know. If you need something to get done the right way, you put Naomi on the task. You That's need been... to get rid of a body. Yes, call me. Call the wolf, and uh, she also picks things up really well. Like she's just, she's very I, good. I like to
1: say I'm mediocre at everything. I'm not bad at anything. I'm, but I'm mediocre at. Everything. Yeah, and like I, <laughs> I'm a jack of all trades, but I, as a result, I mean, I'm, I'm realistic. I don't think I'm very rarely, com- you know, a master of something because I'm just, I just like to take things right to the threshold of how good I am at them. And then you know, just do a bunch of those things.
0: And on the contrary, I'm like the fucking Terminator. I came yes. to find John Connor. Yes. And that's and all I'm gonna. All, that's gonna all I'm gonna focus on. I yes. don't care about the bodies I leave yes. in the wake, the buildings I I break down, the cars I steal. I'm trying to get from point A to B. So that 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 personal personality traits they also inform how you eat and how you train and like you know in our twenties we did some training together i would train you for a little bit and then again like a lot of it is me putting what i know to be the most effective stuff like here was like the real the real eye opener for me of like us training together that it should never happen unless it's something we both enjoy i i had you do eccentric pull-ups out oh there in the garden my of games God. we're doing five sets of five and I just saw, like, you fucking hated
1: it. Oh, it was, I hated it.
0: And I'm forcing you to get up, and, you, and, like, and then eventually, like, the negatives go from, like, five seconds to, like, a half a second. You just literally are collapsing. They almost
1: turn positive. Yeah. If it's possible for eccentrics to go positive.
0: Yeah. There, I, I collapsed
1: so hard that b- The I,
0: laws of gravity started to not apply out there, <laughs> yeah, I think. You accelerated faster than yeah, gravity.
1: exactly.
0: And, uh, and you are like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, you know what? I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> I, it was hard to watch. And I'm like, you know, look, you've got to find what works for you. And, uh, and, and that's – and literally she, she does now all of her stuff on her own. I'm going to touch on the boxing in a second. And then meal-wise, we used to like try to eat all the same meals together. But then like it's not only that you didn't <clears throat> like the approach that I was taking in terms of taste. But like you were dealing with some gastrointestinal issues. You went for a time on, on like cutting out meat and dairy. Um, yeah,
1: I just can't – Eat like I can't eat like that and not be miserable. So,
0: just from a chemistry standpoint and from yeah. personality standpoint, it wasn't a match. So you do your thing, I do mine. Occasionally, we meet in the middle. We almost always meet in the middle on like you know the cheat days and the fun days. Uh, but we are because I become more flexible. Uh, we can kind of meet more in the middle. But then again, it's not about like our meals. It's just what do you want to have to eat? Well, how do you want to train? Do you? I do me. And then, where we can meet in the middle, we do. And like the only stuff we do now together, we love walking together, hikes. Like that's the one thing. The only thing that I push you on is if I if I see you like, like because you you sit you write a lot you sit at the computer a lot. If I see you not move at all on on a given day, I'm just going to say come walk the dogs with me. We can talk about business, catch up. Yeah. Sometimes you don't mean to do that, but I just know like you have to at yeah, least get 20 yeah. minutes of a yeah. walk. And
1: I usually will know. Okay, yeah, I've been sedentary. Yeah,
0: for like that, long. I like, could, I know it's that. I mean, internal. that's just a health thing. Like, yeah. it's not good to just be for circulation, whatever. Like, it's not about fat loss. It's about. Just from health, we let's get out there. Also, we live right next to the beach. Get some sun, you know, get the ocean air.
1: Yeah, there's a yeah, I just want to be clear: there's, there's nothing wrong about encouraging each other sure. to do things or whatever. Um, and that's that's kind of the balance is friendly encouragement versus being on someone's ass, right? Yeah. Which can often happen, especially like when one person in a couple, I like say both people are overweight, then one person in a couple gets like the bug, and the other person doesn't come along with them. Oh. That can there's a lot of issues that can come with that and a lot of what comes is like the person who's got bitten by the bug is trying to drag the other person along with them
0: and the other person doesn't like what they see because now they feel like oh i have to i don't want to set my game up right, yeah. right. i feel like pressure so they, pressure. they sabotage and they become an yeah. anchor so they're you literally mm-hmm. become like you become like a fight fighters
1: exactly so they're so part of that is um Granted, you can't fix always can't always fix that situation. Like if people have just completely changed who they are, and, and neither one is willing to compromise on that, that's a that's for another podcast with yeah, psychologists. But if both parties do want to meet somewhere in the middle, it's important that one you know one keep an open mind to some degree, but the other one doesn't. Just because you got bitten by the bug doesn't mean that the other person is going to be right away. And the people respond differently. Some people don't rise to the challenge; they get intimidated. Or, you know, scared or feel afraid of judgment and stuff like that. So, you know, you just have to be patient with that person and, and find ways to encourage them to do small things with you. And then hopefully that builds up and, you know, builds their confidence or whatever. And then they start doing more aggressive things or whatever. You know, and
0: it's not only just that too. Like I am super and I'm a killer when I train.
1: Yeah, he's I'm not. I'm too
0: intense. Like, it's not like that's people. I love to train with you. You no, would you regret don't. it for the rest you don't of your want life. To train. I don't even like
1: go up to him when he's training. No, because...
0: like, you don't even look at me. If you, no. And and, and I, there's been times you've come around the corner in the garage and like I'm in the middle of a set and I see your mouth opening and then all of a sudden I see you just turn and go the other way. <laughs> I, which is smart. Like, yeah. again, you respect that. Where like I can actually come and mess around with you when you train and you actually like it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, yeah, a break. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he, yeah, like I, I only interrupt him in training if it's important. Because I know how he is, he gets very. Because again, he's going to a very painful place that most people don't experience, like the yes. level of burn, and so mentally, you don't want to be interrupted. I, I get that, so I don't bug him.
0: I mean, I don't. Um, I don't want to be there, and it and it hurts. Yeah. So, so like, I'm like, oh, just just and you're don't. you to get to through me. it. You're yes. getting
1: through your your Terminator, right? So I understand that. And um, and
0: then that's the thing too. Like, so when I would be training you, and it would be too intense. My motivational style was too intense for you. Like, so now the one, like the things we enjoy together, we love bodyboarding together. Um, we love hiking, walking and, and boxing. Actually, we, we find and enjoy. even then, yeah, like sometimes means, yeah. it can get a little intense. Like well, this there's, is, a, sh- there's a
1: disparity, a large disparity in size. And I want to just take BJ down a couple of notches in that we would never be together in an actual ring because of our I mean we're like five weight classes apart. I just yeah, want to put Yeah, you that might up. be
0: five but but you're you got a big personality. Let me put it that <laughs> way. Small person, big personality. So I think it's an even match. But so what we do is shoulder sparring. And with uh, or body sparring. So basically what you can do is you can tap someone's chest. I do you're not supposed to punch women in the titties, but I do that just because, you know, you've got a really you're small. You're a cheater. I I'll, I'll hit a little bit of titty. But, you know, bit, shoulders, arms, uh, body and uh so we've had some fun with that, but I've been trying to, you know, ask I'm trying to get you better. So like Naomi wants it to be the same exact experience every single time. I'm all about progression. So, you know, I start to throw the shots a little bit harder. And then actually this is kind of funny. Because we actually every, every Friday we do this right before like our first cheat meal or we start the weekend or whatever, and we, we box, we spar for an hour, and the the garbage men come and the recycling come and they, they, <laughs> they see, see like they see this like six two two twenty-five guy and this five four uh, 140 something woman, <laughs> boxing, and, uh, and they always smile. But like you know, this someone can call the cops about this. And then I like I will say like you're tough, man. Like I've put Naomi through because I I've, I know how to do it gradually in a way that like
1: you take the punches right. Like I just want to be clear that he's we're not like air boxing each other. We're actually hitting each other. We try not to hit each other in the face, but sometimes your fists will slip. Sure. So occasionally there's a there's a face hit on either part. But he's BJ has heavy arms alone, so he'll do this thing where I can just tell he's basically... I don't know how to explain it, but, like, he puts the weight of his arms behind a punch so that it stops my body momentum. I feel it. Like, my body shakes. But, it, but he knows exactly how hard not to punch to actually cause injury yeah. or really hurt me. So, it's very frustrating. It pisses me off. And, and yeah,
0: that's yeah. the thing, too. Like, you don't... Um... So, so, and this is actually funny too. I, I, I actually caught you with like a liver shot and you went to the knees. I went to
1: the, I the
0: knee. <laughs> I mean, which is like, I'm so, again, like you can't do this with everyone. Like that, that's how, like, I just want to give you so much props as a wife. Like that, that could have been divorce. Like I, I, and it wasn't, I didn't even put a lot behind. Again, it was the perfect shot. You weren't expecting no, yeah, it. Yeah, it and was it, a good shot. Yeah. It was a good. It was just perfect. I felt like, my liver. Right like, under the ribs. My,
1: yeah. I felt like my rib cage, not protecting my body. Like yeah. you found the exact spot that my rib was not available for protecting my organs.
0: And then by the way, like the reason I do this with her is I do it with uh, Tony Jeffries. I want to get him on the podcast at some point, my boxing coach, undefeated pro British Olympian. And uh, we do this together. And you know, like, and he'll tell me all the time, like I, you know, I don't have a lot of physical ability, but I can, I have serious knockout power in both hands. And now I'm finally learning how to fight. And, but I, I learned the techniques he does in there. Like, cause you know, I'm, I'm bigger than him probably more strength and power, but like, you know, he just, he has such a mastery of movement and he can exhaust me. Like you really, it's just conditioning. I, I, he can tire me quicker the way he moves so that I start to apply that with you. And so I'll basically like cut you off in the ring. We are a little ring in our garage with Which no ropes tiny, yeah. and I can just see it in your face. Like you're getting exhausted because you're throwing all these punches. I'm, I'm either blocking them or taking them and it doesn't bother me, but I'm, I'm making you move and constantly moving. I'm just in your, you're exhausted sixty seconds into this three-minute round, and I, I see your face, and I'm like, anybody else would quit, but I, I see you just like go through it. So again, like I I gain so much respect from you going like you're. It's like me fighting Shaq, a more conditioned Shaq.
1: I try to remind you that because you get real caught. Cop- Another thing is no I one do, like
0: I get like Muhammad BJ Ali is a
1: terrible competitor, and that he's a great competitor, and that. He's both. Like, if you don't like someone who's going to get in your face and completely try to fuck with your brain... Yeah. Like, you can't even play video games with this guy without you wanting to kill him. Like, he's a great... He's one of the great shit talkers. (laughs) Thank you. You are. Thank
0: you. I appreciate that. I mean, like,
1: you're up there with Reggie Miller. Like, I I swear, like, I... So I get really fucking
0: pissed. I like to fucking take someone's soul. You do. If I'm in competition.
1: So he starts to get, like, real cocky. And and then I'm, like, reminding you, like, there's no reason for you to be cocky because I'm 5'4" and 140 something pounds (laughs) (laughs) ish ish give or take and um you're you know 225 62 there's nothing to be proud of like you could knock me out you can't be proud of that right so but he he really so he doesn't he tries to demoralize you he's constantly trying to demoralize you so i just want to put that out there that he's he's not a fun person to play against
0: and by the way like most men would never admit they they almost knocked out their wife with a body (laughs) shot I went right away the next time I trained with Tony. I said, hey, Tony, I did some sparring with my wife. And I I accidentally gave her a liver shot and she took it. And she goes, come on, mate. <laughs> come on, mate. And uh, so it, it just, again, it's... Uh, I,
1: just, I mean, full disclosure, like I said, I, I grew up being a tomboy. I like to get rough and tumble. I'm not afraid to take some hits. Not everyone's like that. That's cool. Yeah. But like, I know what I'm getting into with BJ. This is not like he's dragging me into the ring. And when there's times where I get mad and he puts his arms down... To let me hit him. And that pisses me off too. Yeah. Because it's, I don't want to fucking box someone it, it, with their arms it's down. It's
0: an insult injury.
1: Yeah. Don't insult me. Fuck, it, hit me.
0: So what I'm learning too is I just really what I've discovered is I just have to see how you feel that day. Some days yes. like, you're up to go. Like the, the days you don't want to be down there. I've got to back off the intensity of no, bit. Fir- I will
1: admit the, fir- the last Friday was the first Friday I walked out of a boxing match. Because I just didn't want to be there. You didn't there. walk
0: out, though. What we did, what would we you do? I just, we went back to doing our own thing. Oh, yeah. I, I worked we, on we, the bag, we, and you worked yes. on the...
1: What happened was, I was getting so pissed, because I wanted to be there as far as mentally, but my body and my brain, I just didn't feel like getting my ass kicked. Because no. part of Boxing BJ's is, I'm getting my, it's a controlled ass kicking. So...
0: Can I say something to, to that though? Like yeah. we also handicapped some rounds where like I only, Oh yeah, I, I he fights me with one arm. I put one arm behind my back and then I just, all I can do is jab. So like, yeah. I literally, like I finally like told you like, Naomi, if you yeah. just throw a one, two, you're you're going to connect at least one punch. You yeah.
1: know what I mean? Like. And I, but I, it just, one of those, one of those days I got in there and I just couldn't, it was like I had two left arms, if that's an expression. I just couldn't land anything. He was being a dick. And honestly, what was it like eight rounds in? You yeah. were like, you know what I'm sick of because I was like arguing with him the whole time and then I was like you know what you wanted to demoralize me it worked right and then he's like fine get out of here and then we both just like, turned you know around I was
0: like fuck it <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, we... then we just both
1: turned around and we kept boxing because like, the timer is going but we just started boxing individually
0: and we knew that we shouldn't talk to each other until this was done and then once we were done
1: we you leave of, it all at the Yeah, right. and
0: we kind of laughed about it, and then we had a fucking burrito.
1: Yeah, like, there's, so, yeah, like, that's, well, that, I think that just comes from maybe playing sports and stuff, like. Absolutely. You're going to be pissed at your opponent, and then, ideally, you walk off the court, or you walk off the field, and it's done. Absolutely. There.
0: So. And you have to know about Like, again, I, that's why I don't like competing, because it just takes me to a place where, um, you know, I, I I most likely, in this competition, we will no longer be friends. Luckily. Play
1: to win I the played a, I play
0: to win the fucking game, and I also play to take your soul and uh that's just that's me and it's that's not healthy uh for most situations
1: <laughs> for friendships. for
0: friendships family uh spouse, but again we, we we're making it work and uh you know again like but at the end of the day it's fun, and you know we, we some days we do it all the way through, and then you just work on your other stuff and um it, it just th- that's what's so funny and but
1: it's funny too mentioning personalities like I'm able to take more pain. Or punishment boxing because for me it's sport and it's fun it, versus if,
0: like two minute bicep curls. Exactly. You're, you're like done.
1: Even if if there was a way to, I know they're apples and oranges, but if there was a way to to measure like a liver shot versus a two minute isometric,
0: you would have taken a liver shot
1: hold. I'd probably take the liver wow, shot. That says a lot because I'm just my brain is still occupied with. I work better when I'm occupied, not on the actual thing so to speak do you know what i mean like if i'm just standing there with an isometric holder a plank god i hate planks well i um, just
0: think your, your level of it's it's okay like you don't have as high of a pain tolerance physically
1: pain tolerance but it's more of a mental thing like well, I just both, don't, like, mental torture you don't, you
0: don't like the you you hate the burn in your legs it's like well that's gonna make it hard to get an incredibly effective leg workout but again like people like they could beat themselves up about it or just say okay like i that might be the best option but i'll never fucking do it so at least I'm going to find something that's effective and that I enjoy that I be, can become consistent yeah. with. And that's what that's what this is all about. But I mean, I think I you, still train. Me that. I like, still do
1: lunges and stuff like that. But I just, I like to mix it up with sure. other things. Because too much of just training demotivates me. Yes. So I guess what I'm trying to say is just that there's other ways or you could just have to strategize. So it's just funny that my personality, I can take a lot of pain if I'm enjoying the sport or, you know, again, my, I'm enjoying the boxing as much as I'm getting my ass kicked. So the pain becomes secondary or it's kind of back of mind where if you're like, okay, hold this plank for a minute. It's all I can think about. It's the same thing with food, right? Don't eat this. And then it's all I can think about.
0: You like to play. You don't like to practice. And that's okay. Like some of the greatest players, Shaq didn't, he fucking hated practice. Allen Iverson practice. We talking about practice? practice, you know. So it's it's like uh, again, personality and uh, and it's okay. It's who you are. It doesn't make you a loser or weak minded. And if anything, like if you like to play and you play more, you might be having more fun in your life. I will say though, if you can practice and play, yeah, that's then pretty Kobe. awesome. Then, then you're then you're really, Kobe and you're, then Kobe, you're, then you're MJ. MJ exactly. I will and, and not a lot of people could do it. But you, you weren't interested in being MJ. And fitness anyway Yeah so, exactly Like yeah. at the end of the day Yeah
1: I'm not in front of the camera shit. I don't give a shit yeah, And, and I, if uh, I was
0: in front of the camera I'd probably Do even more boxing And less Resistance training Because I actually enjoy boxing I don't enjoy resistance training It's fucking miserable But, but I, I know I say, have to I will I even said
1: too Like you say that But if you went like a week Without any of it You'd miss it I think is a way to put it you'd...
0: I'd probably incorporate it in some way But it would not be To the level um, Yeah You never it's know It's your job we got about uh, four minutes left before they stop. I feel like we didn't talk stopped.
1: about any of the things that we were supposed to talk no, no, about. No, no, we did. I've, I've got okay. the, the
0: list of things I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to, before we close out, big takeaways. Do you. Don't preach. Don't pressure. Help only when asked. Unsolicited, unsolicited advice is like the evil in life. Have fun. It's okay to eat and train differently. In fact, celebrate those differences And, uh, and when you can find something you both enjoy, celebrate that even more. And then ultimately, hopefully other interests unite you. Like if, if it was just like fitness had nothing to do with us getting together.
1: No, that was after,
0: but it became the biggest thing in our life for a while there. And, and then like, what's so great about our life now is it's like, we, we love to eat. We love to watch TV. We love movies. We love going to the beach. We love our dogs. We like to walk and hike together. Uh, we love to laugh and joke, and, and you know,
1: we have separate hobbies from each yeah, other.
0: Like we I like, like, to... like sneaker, like separate hobbies. You're, you know, you're into true crime. You got, but you've gotten me into true crime more than ever. Yeah. Mind Hunter is on Netflix. Please check it out. It's awesome about serial killers profiling of that. And uh, but you know, this is just one of those things. You got to be patient with each other, and uh, and celebrate those differences instead of letting them divide you. And that's the big thing. Let them unite you instead of divide you. And then whenever you can find the stuff you enjoy together, you know, emphasize that support each other. And uh, I'll say this too. I'm going to bring you back on. When we do the episode on weed cannabis, because uh, part of the the big thing for me, like I, I, I have just changed so much this last year. And I think part of it was we moved here and I started with some edibles on the weekend. It just opened my, my mind up and my curiosity to a level I've never experienced before. And it's made me a better person. Um, and I, I used to think it was for, you know, uh, losers and addicts or whatever else. And I'm like, and then I realized a lot of high performers use it. I've never been more relaxed, more chill. I've never enjoyed life more. And I've never learned more than I have in this last year about myself and about the world. I mean, it it blows my mind. Like we'll, we'll do an episode on this cause you can touch on, you know, what it's like and how it's changed. Cause I think people are interested in this too. I get asked about it cause I share the edibles and and the munchies that follow in my Instagram <laughs> stories. But, uh, Honestly, that was a big part of it. I I just was too militant, and too much of a Terminator. And uh, for me, it was about finding a way to be more like Naomi. And I think if, if there's any influence I can have on Naomi in a positive way, is that yeah, I can get, on the days you don't want to move at all, I can get you to do a little movement.
1: Well, and again, I again, like I said, I learned it's not nothing. I've learned everything I know about fitness from BJ. The reason I can go and make my own workout off the top of my head is years of tutelage under BJ. When we had a gym um, together, I. I trained under his tutelage under his philosophies I mean, and all that. You stuff. know
0: more than most most trainers do. If I, can I know a lot. Yeah. I mean,
1: again, I'm mediocre at everything, so I'm a, I'm a very mediocre trainer. Uh, <laughs> I'm you, a very good. I want to say mediocre. Uh, I don't mean like I know that has a negative connotation, but it means like I'm good enough. I'm I'm good enough. I you, can get you can, someone. To you a safe can do all workout.
0: things, and then you're exceptional at a few. Like exceptional writer, exceptional well, I brain, that. exceptional sense Thank of humor. But, I'm a good. I
1: can put someone through a safe effective workout. Am I gonna, you know, can I put together like one of BJ's Gorilla Corn gain workouts? No. I'm just I just can't get that deep into it. But
0: Yeah, you gotta be in the trenches for that. Yeah,
1: that's like but I've learned everything I know about fitness and I'm able to know how to move safely, how to exercise safely, how to how to to put things together because of BJ and that's an important skill.
0: We've got thirty seconds left. Uh, I would tell you and I think what you draw from this is whatever you do, do not marry or date or live with a trainer. <laughs> Bad news. Uh, Naomi, thanks so much for now. coming on. Uh, I think a lot of the ladies listening might appreciate a uh, lady perspective. Uh,
1: from 140 something
0: ish, lady. ish pound lady. eight <laughs> seconds before they cut us off. <laughs> Love you guys. A five star rating review is much appreciated. We'll be back with more later. Love you. Peace.